Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're very welcome to Wednesday afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Great to have you with us on the show today. A little bit later on, he's a legendary crooner. Mr. Red Hurley's dropping in for a chat with me on the show. Sandra Higgins is with us too. Today is World Vegan Day. And uh, we have, of course, our top five countdown. We're at number three with the short week this week. If you want to get in touch with us on the show, 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text is the number. Now, on the first day of each month, I do this each month, and I've had have done it for a number of years, from the Divine Word Missionaries Calendar. It's sent to me every year. I get a couple of them every year in the post. And I love to read the little saying for the month ahead. I want you to listen to this today. This is the saying for November. Those we love can never be more than a thought apart. For as long as there is a memory, they live on in our hearts. Isn't that a lovely, lovely thought? And it leads me beautifully into my first conversation today on the show because you see you know that at the Emerald Awards just a short few weeks ago Late Lunch won Radio Moment of the Year for LMFM Radio and it was for an incredible interview that happened in this very studio last December when Patrice Matthews and Sandra Byrne joined me and I can tell you that they're both back with me today on the show. Ladies, Thanks for coming in. Thanks, Thanks Jerry. Isn't that saying just so appropriate, Patrice, today with you here? You'd think it was planned, wouldn't you? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. You're welcome back. It's great to see you both again. And you have the the trophy there sitting beside you. (laughs) Very emotional. I know you've been it's you've amazing. been you've been in tears with us yeah. here already today out front here when you saw it and you see it is your moment it was you that made it and I want to tell our listeners you've brought a beautiful picture of your two boys which is today PJ and Mikey when was that you. picture taken it was took um, Christmas Eve in my mother's house um, in two thousand and twenty one it's it's actually the last picture I have to do them together. Simply beautiful. Christmas Eve, we always done Christmas Eve in my parents' house where the elves would come and the kids would open their gifts and um that was they were sitting in we called it the Queen's chair and we got that picture of two of them at the tree. Isn't it beautiful? Yeah. It's simply beautiful. Just hold it up there that Brian can see it, will you the picture of the two boys and yeah. look, you can look into it there. There they are. Yeah. There are PJ and Mikey. Yeah. Last picture of them the taken. Very last together. picture of PJ and Mikey. Yeah. Oh my word. Yeah. Yeah. What lovely boys. So happy. 
I was so happy. What age were they there? 17 and 18. My God. PJ was just gone 17, the end of November. The 29th of November is his birthday. Um, he, this 29th, he would have been 19. And he was the first to go at yeah. around that Christmas time? Yeah. That was, the, was that the Christmas before or the Christmas? The Christmas of. The yeah. Christmas of. So yeah. it was shortly after shortly that. Shortly after well. that. It was St. Stephen's night. That, um, yeah. And yeah. then 13 weeks later. Mikey. And as you said to us that day, which was the moment. Yeah. That yeah. When you were in that cemetery that day. Yeah. Oh, I knew. I knew. Yeah. I knew he wasn't going to last too long. I don't know what it was. It was just something. Mm. You could see it in him. Yeah. Oh, my God, we remember the two of them today, yeah. don't they? What a memory to have. What a beautiful yeah. picture. It's a lovely yeah. black and white shot oh, as well. Oh, absolutely, yeah. God bless their souls. And then yeah. sitting beside you is, you know. Yeah. They <laughs> so happy. <laughs> you, you <laughs> I was actually away and um, my partner came in. I, we were away for a couple of weeks with the kids. And my partner came in and he said, were you on Facebook? And I said, no. He says, your name is everywhere. <laughs> I says, my God, now what? <laughs> and I was like, for what? And I went in and my messenger and everything just lit up everyone congratulating us and I didn't even know mm. I spent the whole day crying I spent the week crying in my room anyway I want to say again I want to dedicate yeah. the award to the two boys thank you very much and to yourself yeah. because it was such an amazing story you told us on that day and we're all back here and the tears are yeah. flowing again today and I ain't one bit surprised look well what can I say I can say no more I hope it's some little consolation to oh, you. Oh, it is. It is. It definitely is. And I know they'd be proud. I know they'd be very proud. They really would. They sure would. Sandra, come in there. Sandra Barn is with us from SAFE. And of course, SAFE followed uh, this unbelievable tragedy of Patrice losing her two sons to suicide. And SAFE, in case you don't know, is Suicide Awareness for Everyone. It's based in Castle Bellingham. And you, Sandra Barn, are an integral part of this as well. What do you make of the whole Which, thing? I'm just so delighted for Patrice to have got this award. It's just a little chink of light in her whole year of darkness. Yeah. To think that it's been a whole year since we were yes. here. We were mm. driving into the car park and can't actually believe it's a year and you've gotten through it. Yeah. I don't know how she got through it, but she's she's out this end of the year anyway. And mm. it's just bit mm. by bit. It's just torture every day. It is, isn't it? it like is, uh, yeah. this, this is with you forever. Yeah. It's like a, a black cloud. It'll never, it'll mm. never disappear. No matter what's going on, no matter what offence are on, it's always there. Mm. But it's you'll have to put up that umbrella on oh, yeah. to make an analogy. Yeah. And, you know, you have to live your life. You have other children as well. And yeah. It's, I know. It's, it's hard. It's hard. It is very hard. Sure it is. But good has come from this. Yeah. You know, if you can yeah. say that at all, and I know you probably think, what, what is he saying? Can any good, but good has emerged from this mm. because Safe Castle Bellingham, explain to our listeners. To, to recap on it very yes. fast, we set it up after Mikey died. We were, myself and my husband were sitting at home saying, why has nothing been done? Why is nobody doing anything? And we said, why don't we do something? Why wait for everybody else to do it? We said, why don't we fundraise for free counselling to anybody that wants it, age, race, creed, whatever, everyone and anyone, or their families or their friends, it doesn't have to be the person themselves. And that was the start of it then. Spoke to Patrice, instantly came on board. And what a year it's been of event after event after event. And it's not all about fundraising. It's about getting the word out, making awareness. But as you can imagine, it, it takes a lot to keep it going. 
we were amazed by the amount of calls that were coming into the councillors. So we have to fundraise for that all the mm. time. But not only are we fundraising all the time, there's people doing events for us. Like there was a 24 hour walk from Talonstown. Uh, I actually have I have a list because there's such a lot. We had Ronan Sharkey, he, a young chap from Castle Bellingham. He ran 80 kilometres twice on our behalf, mm. like 80 kilometres. Mm. You wouldn't drive it. <laughs> I know, I know. I know. Um, there's been bingo held for us. There's, we had our tractor run shortly after yes, we were here last year. Yes, it And was this year we're actually saying fabulous. we'll have to cap it at 200 because there's that many So games. many people want to yeah. get involved. Yeah. Yeah. Big barn dance. How do you we had a massive barn dance yeah. during the summer and we're hopefully doing that again, again. next summer. Yeah. Um, there was, we took part in the lip sync for the O'Connells. Yes. Um, all raising money all there's raising such a money. list of yeah. them there there's so many things mm. I know and you have different things going on and in the local area Constant, and pubs yeah. and yeah. things like that Quizzes people all want yeah, yeah. want to yeah. give you money and I know this and folks like this is a very special service I think because number one you have a helpline there that yes. pe- people can call 24 yeah. hours a day you have a mobile counselling unit yes which is quite the, different it goes around the villages it's more, mostly for raising awareness more mm. so than you don't go in and have therapy but you can go in and ask questions yes so if it does Annie Gasson and Dunlear one Sunday the following Sunday it'll do Dramiskin and Castle Bellingham yeah and it alternates then week after week Um, you've had an awful lot of calls haven't you huge yeah thousands of calls they're all totally confidential yes we don't know names we don't know stories we just get the bill at the end of the month so we know by that that there's a lot of calls yeah yeah so it's not like People can rest assured we don't know the yeah. stories, yeah. nor do we want to know the stories. We're just there. Is it confined to the immediate area or is it open to anybody? It's open to anybody. I know for a fact there was somebody was ringing from Sligo. There's people my. from Dublin. Like, my, oh my. We're based in Castle Bellingham, but you had to base somewhere. But it's phone lines, so of course you can ring from anywhere. Yeah. But it has helped. This is the thing, Patrice. Do you understand? You know yeah, this, yeah. that this has saved lives. You have saved lives through SAFE and you telling your story as well and the impact that has had on people. Yeah, I think when you say it that way, saving lives, it, it is huge. It's yeah. massive. Yeah, it is massive. And, 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 and that is that is a fact that that has happened. And, you know, people... People are reluctant at times to act on this. This is something I want to ask you about. You know, if today somebody's listening and they're worried about somebody, what about that scenario? That if it's not the person themselves, absolutely, that, we're there for that. that yeah, well. what they can you, still ring the councillor and get advice if they're worried, if they want to know what the signs are, what they should be looking out for. Say, my daughter has been saying these things. They can ring the advice lines and get, mm. you know, get the advice, get the counselling doesn't have to be the person as the analogy I'm always saying if somebody breaks their leg you don't hand them a phone and say ring 999 you ring it for them yeah it's the same thing yeah so if you're concerned contact and safe it's it's widely available I was looking at it again my safehelp.ie that's our website safehelp.ie is the website the helplines the numbers are 086 and 087-151-4976 they're the two numbers well up. they're on the website yeah I they're on the website off, yeah. off <laughs> well, I checked them today on. but they're right, on okay. the website the helpline numbers are there and you can call them at any stage if they're busy please remember they can be on a call exactly. but they'll be back to you you know yeah. one way or another and you can another. whatsapp messenger yeah. yes. leave a voice any way at all anyway, of contact across social whatever media. suits the person yeah. themselves because yeah. everyone mightn't be comfortable making a phone call I understand call that yes yeah, I understand that yeah. 
Um, oh, for ourselves here today, if you want to send us a message on late lunch, 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. You can get in touch with us now, 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. I did ask you this the last time, and you know, you told us already every day is a difficult day for you. But in your own life, you've been doing a few things as well. I, you have new responsibilities, I believe, at work. Is that right, Patrice? Yeah, yeah I've been keeping busy. I'm a supervisor now, so... Great. Where? Tell them where. In the middle in Casabelli. It's a little coffee shop. Yes. Yeah, and we've great staff in there and very supportive, and we're mm. all supportive of each other. There is a few girls that works with me that has been affected by suicide too, and I think that's what helps us all get along and we all chat and we all talk to each other. Mm. Does that help you each day in in terms of that support network, getting out there, doing your job, being busy? Being busy. I do think if I wasn't busy, I wouldn't be here. Really? Yeah. Really? And what about your other children? How are they? Um, They're struggling. They're still struggling. They're getting help. Um, The youngest girl now, she's, you know, getting a bit older and... It was never really explained to her the way the boys had passed. She, because it was on the farm, she assumed it was accidents and that's where we let her believe. But um, as she's getting older, I'm sure there's people talking and she's getting her counselling too, but she's struggling an awful lot without the boys being there. My whole family has been blown apart. How many children have you now living? Three. Yes. Three. A lady actually came into the middle the other day and it actually it floored me a bit. She asked how many children I had. And to be honest, I didn't know how to answer her. You five? That's what I said. I said, I five. And then she goes, she was your older one. And I said, well, he was 18. And she goes, sure, he probably doesn't even know what to be doing with his life. And I locked her and I says, unfortunately, he passed away. She didn't hear the word you said no. he was. Yeah. She, she didn't was, know. No, she was sort of floored down herself and then mm. she could have said, I could have said, and I was like, my God, how do you explain it to people? Do you know? Mm. So it's a question I dread. I sure. dread. I did mention the last time, you know, we're over that night last night when the fireworks were let go and people were doing the trick and treating and everything. And then we head into Christmas again and each yeah. year at Christmas. Oh, my anxiety levels are just rising already and it's only the 1st of November. Mm. the thoughts of Christmas Peach's Berta and then coming into Christmas it's just I just don't want to come around because it's you're into a year another year from not being here um, yeah I do I just don't want to come around you obviously and I know this don't want anyone else if at all possible to have to oh, go through what not. you've been through I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. No, I wouldn't like to think I had any enemies, but I wouldn't put it on anyone. I wouldn't. Um, I definitely wouldn't. People don't know what it's like to live with it. Genuinely don't know. It's hard. And it's like, it's not I'm saying I've a label, but I know when you do pass people, it's she lost her sons to suicide. It's like a, maybe it's in my head. I'm thinking, do I have this label? Because I have two children that died from suicide. Um, I do find it hard to explain to people where my life is every day because it's just too hard to explain it. I don't know how, I don't have the words for it. You feel a stigma around this, I do. if I may say. Yeah, I do. And let me say to you, and everybody listening today is saying back to you and Sandra's as well, don't feel that, please. Yeah. Don't ever feel that. Yeah. It's, it's not that. And people are not thinking that at all. People are, people love you. Yeah, oh yeah. Admire you. <laughs> 
You're Patrice from Safe. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And they see a woman with unbelievable strength to come through what you have. And again, here you are thinking of others. Yeah, absolutely. You know. <laughs> yeah, I know, absolutely. No. Safe has, you have to say, has just captured the imagination of people. This yeah. woman has as well. How, hasn't she, Sandra? totally taken over our oh, lives. Like there's seven or eight of us on the committee. That's it. We could do it a few more. I know. Yeah. Do you know, because every week there's something. We're always busy. Something you have to go to, something mm. we've organised, just constantly something that mm. it never ends. And we've always events coming up mm. that we're organising. So if there's anybody out there now that would like to volunteer Are a you bit listening? of time. <laughs> Are you listening? This is a great opportunity yeah. today. If you can help safe in any way and you're listening today, They'd be so, so grateful because I think you was reading it. It doesn't cost that much. Is What is it ever? 20 or 30 raised yeah. means you can it's, help it's an individual. 30, 30 euro per 30, hour. Yeah. You know, and an hour for somebody mm. can be mm. make an awful yeah. difference yeah. when it comes to mental health and somebody yeah. struggling along yeah. with it as well. So if you're listening today and you can help safe in any way, give them a shout. All the details are on the website. It's actually very helpful too. I'm not saying without because we don't want to do it, but lots of people organise little events for us yes. whether it's coffee mornings or what mm. but it all helps yeah. because even in the next couple of weeks we have so much coming up we yeah. have a shaver die coming up in Stavannan on the 11th we have uh, Heather and Coleman Harmon from Salterstown they're doing their lights this mm. year in aid of ourselves and so, so sad, sad they're yeah. splitting it Yes, uh, we have our tractor run coming up we have a raffle, a monster raffle coming up on the 20th of December. So we're doing all mm. these things all the time. Yes. For awareness and funds. And every euro goes oh, to absolutely. the end yeah. cause. There yeah, is yeah, no, yes. no, no. But n- there's nobody no. pulling there's out no of this. There's no other costs. There are no other costs no. in this. And we no. want to ensure and everything is accounted for and it goes to where it needs yeah. to go yeah. to help people. And this is on the ground. This is out there as we speak. Yeah. Yes. People are struggling. Young people are struggling. Yeah. You know and what I mean? Old people are struggling. Yes. Yeah. yes. Lots yeah. of Across the board. Yeah. You've got to say that. Yeah. I know sort of the folks, but if you're struggling at all, do check uh, SAFE out, safehelp.ie. All the information is there. The phone lines are there 24 hours a day. They'll get to you. They promise that. Um, you don't need a referral either. There's no referral no, no, needed no, here. No, what no, This no is an important lists. point to make. No, Nothing exactly. like that at all. Just, it's there for you. And it doesn't you... matter if you're not even suicidal, but you're worried that you don't know where to go, what to do. Mm. Anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's not just for suicide mm. either, you know. Mm. It's just mental health. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And it's a huge, yeah. huge issue. Um, I wish you well with all that's coming up. Uh, you will get the support, I'm sure. I've been talking, I was telling you to someone over the weekend who said to me they're going to support you as well this Very Christmas good. time. Uh, and that is fantastic to hear. Yeah. You're great. It's great to see you again. Just almost a year on, as yeah. I said, yeah. since we we'll spoke come last. come back this time next year. Yeah. 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 <laughs> of course, you're always, yeah. that door is always <laughs> o- yeah. open. But I want to say today, to wish you well with SAFE, to wish you well, Patrice Matthews, as well, with you and your new responsibility and work, yeah. your children, your family and everything you do. We admire you so much. And I want to say again that here in LMFM Radio and on the late lunch, we dedicate the radio moment of the year in Ireland yeah, to huge. your two boys, PJ and Mikey, and to you too. And thank, thank you. you for being Before. part of it.
you finish off, we would like to give you this nice little woolly hat oh, to get you through the winter. With safe on it. Uh, yeah. Safe hat. And we have two tickets for you for our black tie event, which is the 6th oh, of thank you so much. January. We'd love if you could God come. God bless you. I'll be As there. A thank you for the... Oh, no, I'll yeah. be there. I promise you. Lovely. I promise you. And I'll wear that hat with pride and it'll be with me as I walk my dog and as I go on my fishing trips when I need a little bit of heat in my head I'll be wearing that hat I promise you for today thank you so much again for joining me on the show it's been my pleasure as usual Sandra Byrne and Patrice Matthews thanks a million thank you thank you very much I am in the company of showbiz entertainment royalty for the next while on Late Lunch. I'm delighted he's back in studio with me. It's been too long. Red Hurley, it's great to see you again. <laughs> How are you, Jerry? I am good. And you're looking great. Uh, and you, you're looking great too. <laughs> I, know, a- I noticed we both have the silver hair now. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. The I was introduced on the stage there a couple of weeks ago and this, this guy said, and ladies and gentlemen, would you welcome please onto the stage of the National Concert Hall, Mr. Red Hurley. And everyone's cheering and clapping and all. And I was delighted with myself and I walked out. And the clappings went from being really forte, loud, to sotto voce, soft. And I said, what the name of Jesus is going on here? I says, oh, I know what it is. You were expecting Red Hurley and you're getting Silver Hurley. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. And the applause went and through the, the roof applause, again. And, and then it was it's, OK. Then, it then. certainly did. You're still sucking it to them. That voice. What's the secret of keeping oh, it so well oiled? What is I it? I do not know, Jerry. I'm just keeping it, doing the best I can. Yeah, <laughs> you certainly are. We spoke last year. Do you remember you marked the 50? It was by phone. We had yeah, a short yeah. conversation. I remember during the pandemic. Do you remember the crack we had with uh, Linda Martin and your yeah. day. We had great fun that oh, day. So great, we had girl, yeah. great, great indeed. Anyway, you're keeping well. And just to let them know why you're here today, you're back because just uh, read it will be appearing on Friday the 10th of November at the Venue Theatre in Rathcote. It's absolutely loved there and tickets available from and the J- place. Jerry, can I interrupt you? Yeah. I want to say, if I can, uh, while I think of it, hello to Laura and Annette who work in the uh, the venue in Rathcote. Okay. Where, where I've just come from. Great. And uh, that's it. Yeah, the Friday the the tenth of December. The tenth, Friday the tenth of December. Oh, in Ramore. Yeah, for, yeah. Friday the tenth is uh, of November. Yes, the tenth of November at the venue in Rathote is where you are. And those ladies there will look after you. Red wanted to say hello to them. They will look after you for tickets. Give them a shout there. Anyway, you're keeping well. You're performing away, and life is good. Life is great. Mm. Life is great. I'm enjoying what I'm doing yeah. all over again. I'm giving it another run and I'm enjoying myself, having a ball. You're into your next decade, but look, at let's go back and back and back. I, I, I was saying to you before we came on air, Milltown in Dublin. And when you mentioned Milltown, where you grew up with your brothers and sisters, yeah. Shamrock Rovers come to my mind. You were yeah. a fan. That was Glenn Malure Park. Yes. And I discovered something just about uh, two years ago. Uh, my family are called Greggs, G-R-E-G-G, and they originate from Glasgow Okay. on my mother's side. Yes. And her father lived till a ripe old age, and, and my grandmother. They both lived till a, in the 90s. And nobody realised that his brother, my grandfather's brother... Yeah. Two brothers, sorry. Yes. The elder brothers. Yes. Were, uh, in, in fact... Um, yeah, he, he... They were founders, sorry, were they? They were founders. I was just going to say, 
I'm, I'm losing my train of thought here. Because, because somebody's walked yeah. to the studio. Brian's come in yeah. and joined us here, but don't mind him. Okay. Pay no attention yeah, to him. Well, it, he's, it, on the, he's on the video it crew trans- today, Red. It transpired that my grandfather, brothers, yeah. formed, founded Shamrock Rovers right. in the very first place. And then it went on from there to be owned by the Cunninghams. Yes. And it's several other people in the meantime. Yeah. And that, so I just, I thought you'd be interested to know. I am. That's great to know. Yeah. So you have a direct family connection with yeah. Shamrock Rovers, the four in a row league champions. They've just been crowned. And there was, yeah, Podge Greg was, was, was the, the mainstay. I see. And he was my grandfather's brother. Right. You went to Glen Malure as a kid, yeah, did you? Glen Malure as a kid. Mm. And found one time. Two tickets for a, a pretty big match. And I didn't know what, how big it was, but my father told me, just the, the cup final in, Lo- in London, in Wembley. And you so found those? Found them. Somebody lost them out Somebody of their pocket? Somebody lost them out of their pocket. When I was only about 10. Did you return them? Or oh, what I, did, I did, I did. Honest them. man, Red Harley. Very oh, honest. I sense they were very important. Yes. So somebody had lost them and you picked them up Absolutely. on the ground. Absolutely. Rovers, they they were always a legendary side, yeah, weren't they? they? Were. And Glenn Malure was special. And at the time, I used to be able to rattle off all, all the guys the team. in the team. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mick Leach, do you remember Mick? Eddie Balaam. Oh, what players. Oh, they were great players. They, really they were, were great players. And and Glenn Malure was a lovely place to go. It was shocking sad when it went, wasn't it? And, we, and you know, years and years later, Red Hurley and the band used to rehearse in the pavilion. Yes. You know, back backstage, if you like. And we had some great... Great times there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're a big link from Red to uh, Shamrock Rovers going back. For you, of course, it it, it all began with the colours. The colours were your first win. The colours, yeah. That's where it all began. For six months. Yes. I enjoyed that. That was great fun. Onto the wheels. I love the names. The wheels. And then into, well, everybody would know the Nevada. The Nevada, yeah. Day of the hits. Yes. Yeah. What about that time? Wasn't it an unbelievable time, the show band era? The show band era for me was a, a, a special time because I got to, to sing with a real good band mm. and we were very much in demand. Yes. And there was beautiful women every night. Uh, Hello, Red. Hello, darling. How are you? And uh, we had some great fun. They adored you. <laughs> I don't know they, about that. No, they did. You I had, don't know about the You had a huge following and people went all over the country to see you as yes. well. But look, then you struck out alone. You decided... 1975. Yeah, you're gonna, I'm going to do this myself. Yeah, I'm going to do this myself, and I did it myself, and I enjoyed it. Mm. And the, the the band that I be, that I you know formed in 1975 just kept going and going and going, mm. and eventually it was just ladies and gentlemen, Red Hurley. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Front man, the main man. Eurovision, I always mention this, you're 76, you were one of the favourites when you did that song when, oh my God, talk about a Eurovision ballad and a classic. Do you still hold it in for that brotherhood of man crowd? That <laughs> cut your bush. Cut your bush. <laughs> huh? They were They were nice people. They were. They were very nice people. And at one stage we were leading and they were, you know, <laughs> jiving it up and saying, no, no, you can't win this and you yes. can't this. Yeah. But uh, it was great fun. Yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. And of course, that was a real springboard for you then to go from there. Because despite the fact that you didn't win it, it opened up many doors oh, for you, it didn't sure, it? it certainly did. Yeah. It certainly did. And the guy who wrote it, Brendan Graham, went on to write You Raised Me Up. Yes, yes. And Rock and Roll Kids and... 
the voice for Emer Quinn. Mm. And so, I mean, he he started on the right foot with Ben. <laughs> he certainly did. No. Do you, you know, when you when you get up there, people like, they demand that song, don't they? You, oh, you couldn't do a gig and not sing and it, not, could you? I was in the church, 800 people in the church, and I'm singing away. And so and I'm going to introduce Salve Maria. Mm. And ladies and gentlemen, now we're going to do a song uh, written by Charles Guno. And it's Ave Maria. I sing red, but you sing when? <laughs> this, uh, this, <laughs> this voice came from the back of the, ch- of the church. Sing when? I said, oh, okay, I'll do when. I said, we'll do when, just right now. And off we went and we sang when and got that out of the way. But you'd have to do it. Even in even in a, even in a religious context, yeah, they yeah. want when. <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it. I love it. The other thing, I know, I know what you're getting at the start there. Not alone, I want to mention this now in case I forget. Uh, you're at the venue in Ritzot on the tenth, but before that, a couple of nights before, on the eighth. Sorry, after that, you're in the venue on the tenth of November, and then you're in the Rammer Theatre in Virginia on the eighth of December. I have it now. That's it. Eighth of December, the Rammer yeah. Theatre. That's Brilliant. the following month. And the 10th of November, that's the closer one Absolutely. you're in the venue. So Absolutely. let's let's just clarify those dates for listeners because your fan club will want to be there for sure in their in their droves. <laughs> um, you know, when you sing a song like classic like that or, you know, some of your other big ballads as mm. well, mm. do you ever tire of singing them? Do you ever say, I'll leave it out, to, I'd like to leave it out tonight? No, no. never, never. I don't realise, but I just can't figure why you would go to a gig and not do it. Good man. You know, good man. It's been good to me, very, very good to me. When was a, a lucky song for me, you know, and uh, I, I don't regret doing it every night, twice a night if they, if they wanted. <laughs> you do it, you know. There's no, seriously, and I wouldn't even change a phrase. Well, you know no. what? I really admire you for that because there are so many now, as you know, who decide they pick and choose and they put a load of new stuff in, and they don't play the. the you know, we, oh, by all means, put a couple of new yes. things in, but only a couple. A couple. And leave it at that. You've got to play the one. If you're going to do two hours on stage, yes. you want to at least have an hour of that. For as your own sure stuff, you, you know? do. That's great to hear. I love that. That's something that should, uh, you know, be a standard practice for so many artists as well, that they do that. And remember the people who pay good money in to see them and they want to hear those type of songs. Mm-hmm. Red Hurley's going nowhere. Stay, stay in that chair. I have a few other things to chat <laughs> to you about. And reminding you again that he is on the 10th of November he's in the Venue Theatre in Retoth and then on the 8th of December it's the Rammer Theatre in Virginia two big shows coming up in this area and Red Hurley's with us and we're going to hear one of his classics shortly stay with us on late lunch <laughs> you mentioned Rovers there and your family connection to the founding of the club but I know during your lifetime you were a wonderful golfer and loved golf how did you get into golf? I played golf mainly because I was a caddy when I was a kid yeah, came. I used to get the bus home from Sing Street School, walk across from the 14 bus stop into the golf club and ready, almost ready to go. And you, Hurley, do you want the bag? Yes, sir. Out, get the bag and off you go. And I just loved it. And it grew, it grew on me over the years. And then one of the members gave me a, a kind of a, a secondhand set of clubs. And he says, you hear, they're, they're, they're good clubs. So I used them. And then bit by bit, I, I, I got to love the game. A deep, a deep love for the game. You yes. Know. It was very, very badly paid. <laughs> as a caddy or an entertainer? As a, as a caddy. <laughs> and sometimes as an entertainer. <laughs>
<laughs> but I know your passion for the game was mm. immense. Now, when you were busy touring and all that, yeah. golf was it was difficult to get playing, wasn't it? When you were like night to night and I know you you yeah. couldn't you couldn't play at, at night. Mm. You know you couldn't drive. You, were busy. Maybe, you couldn't drive maybe a hundred miles yeah, and do yeah, a yeah, show yeah. and and come home. I know and, and play I know. golf that or you know in the day. Yeah, You're exhausted. Mm. So basically, we now and again we would, yes, but not much. But as years went on, you got into it more. You were yeah. a regular player, weren't you? Then when yeah, you had a bit I, of time in your hands, yeah, I loved playing golf, and I usually usually played on Monday. Yeah. Anyway, mm. you'd, you'd always be playing somewhere, on, unless it was raining. Like, yeah, the showbiz guys loved it. You they know, loved didn't it. they? Joe Dolan loved it. Yeah. Uh, Dickie Rock loved it. Brendan Byer loved it. They all loved it. And we all got together a lot more than people realise. <laughs> I'm laughing yeah. because you say it didn't pay well. Uh, Rumour has it you weren't great payers <laughs> either. <laughs> when you went playing, you used the uh, celeb to say, um, I've come to play your course today. Yeah, to play Was that true, Red? No, is it? that's not true. Of course that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> He's winking at me here. <laughs> anyway, where, 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 where was your favourite course to play? If you had a course that you said, I just oh, love. I, I love Baltre. Yeah. Baltre. Oh, it's not great because, links. Not because we're running up the road. I know. I, I was a member there for 25 years. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you can't be. I'm a member there myself at the minute. I don't, I don't play it enough. But it's a wonderful, wonderful oh, course, gorgeous. isn't it? It's just a piece of magic, isn't it? Yeah, and you so can play it at any time. You know, yeah. even with the weather we're even having at the, the minute. Even with the weather we're having. Put your slippers on and away you go. Yeah, off you go. <laughs> Do you watch it on the telly at all? Not as much as I used to. I, I find I, I'm getting a little bit bored with it. Yeah. A little bit plastic. Mm. That being said, it's hard not to watch the Ryder Cup. Aye. It was just a little bit of a show-off for me this year. Mm. Mm. I remember talking to Christy O'Connor, old Christy. Yes. And he was he was in the, the Ryder Cup ten times. Like, But that was a different era. Yes. There was, the glamour, there was no glamour mm. compared to what it is today. Oh, yeah. And it just, it just to me, for me, it's a little bit too showbiz. Mm. Yeah, it was a lot of razzmatazz and the build-up and all that goes with it and all that type of stuff. I have to say, when I think of golf and he's missed, I just love Tiger Woods. I love Oh, yeah, him. absolutely. He's missed badly. Oh, isn't he? Yeah. He is. He is missed badly. He was just fantastic. He's my hero yeah. when it actually comes to golf. So, um, you'll be uh, warming up the vocal cords for a tote and for uh, Virginia yes for, I, 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 was, I was just go- about to do a quick <laughs> rehearsal there anyway I want to send regards to you from a good friend a mutual good friend of ours I know he is just a fantastic admirer of yours the money doctor John Lowe you know John uh, well don't you I love John Lowe yes. he's a gentleman Yeah, an absolute gentleman there's nothing he wouldn't do for mm. you and hasn't done for us yes yes well he sends his, reg- his regards to you today I know that and he, he was on here with us regular as well on the financial stuff so 51 and counting on it goes for Red Harley on it goes for unbelievable Red. isn't it isn't it unbelievable yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's, it is wonderful this Mother's Day celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile whether it's for your mom a mother figure or yourself as a mom find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. 
My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It is wonderful. And I wish you many, many more years of singing and happiness. And, and the family, how is it? Uh, oh, the, the girls yeah, and the missus yeah, and everyone keeping well? Keeping well, yeah. Good, good. good to hear. Yeah. Good to hear. And by the way, thank you for all your help. Not at all. all Delighted to meet you again and have you back in studio because it's been a while, I have thank to say. You, anyway, you. reminding you again, the venue at Thoth on Friday the 10th of November, Red will be there and the uh, theatre in Virginia, the uh, Rammer Theatre on the 8th of December. Get your tickets because it's going to be a sellout and he's going to sing all the classics. <laughs> OK. He guarantees <laughs> you that. Anyway, we're finishing today with a Red Hurley song and this is my pick of you because I have to say my late mother loved you and this song was her song and whenever it played you couldn't say a word everyone had to shush she could sing it but we couldn't do a thing anyway it's Mr Red Hurley with his classic Love Is All Red great to see you thank you Jerry. God bless you Yesterday I knew the games to play I thought I knew the way Life was meant to be But now there's you My foolish games are true Now at last I have found Just what makes this whole world turn around Uh, just listen to your interview with Patrice, Jerry. It floors you every time you hear the story. Such a strong person and it just puts life and things in perspective. It does indeed. Thanks for all your comments to the show. 86 658 by WhatsApp or text. The flooding. Oh, my word. The rain is on the way again. Storm Kieran is approaching. The heaviest of the winds were lucky, actually. I was just looking at the forecast. It'll actually go across the south of England and into the Channel Islands there 
and the winds 100 mile an hour they're going to blow out but uh, we're going to get some more rain in the northeast and people are on tenter hooks and we think of everybody especially in the Carlingford area today trying to deal with the aftermath and the damage and wondering as the water's on its way again which probably leads me nicely to my com- to my interview with my next guest today on the show I'm delighted to welcome her back on a very special day did you know today is World Vegan Day and the month of November is dedicated as World Vegan Month and she's been with me many times on the show over the years and I'm delighted to have her have her with me again today. Sandra Higgins, hello again. Delighted to be with you, Jerry. How are you? I, I'm really good, Sandra, and thanks for joining us. Um, you know, when you talk about what we're seeing weather-wise in Ireland, it seems that the, if you want to make the association, global warming seems to be hitting us in terms of the amount of rain we're getting, whereas you look at other parts of the world, there's no rain and there's fire and there's hurricanes and you name it. Is it linked, Sandra? It is absolutely linked, Jerry. Yeah, yeah, and it's very sad and it's happening at a rate much quicker than we anticipated. Um, I'm a psychologist, as you know, and I have quite a few people approaching me with equal anxiety. They're, they're really nervous and with good reason. And absolutely, it is associated with animal agriculture. It's one of the biggest contributors to not only to greenhouse gas emission, but to environmental destruction in general and to land use that could be used uh, in more environmentally friendly ways. Uh, In Ireland, um, the emissions from agriculture are 38.4% of total emissions, and most of that is coming from agriculture. And the, the, the wonderful thing about veganism is it's the single more imp- most important thing that every individual can do themselves. It's the right thing to do for other animals. There are many benefits to it. And for ethical reasons in terms of the environment, it's something that everybody should consider doing. Um, if, if I could just mention briefly, Jerry, um, there was some research done recently in the University of Oxford. And they discovered that a vegan diet has 75% less climate heating emissions, water pollution and land use than non-vegan diets. And a vegan diet cuts the destruction of wildlife by 66% and and water use by 54%. So you can see that the simple act of changing what you eat three times a day um, is very impactful in terms of the environment, way more so than cutting down on the number of flights you take or, or in an electric car. Mm, interesting, very interesting uh, point you make there for, for sure. And, uh, you know, as you said, it's something that an individual can do themselves. I suppose the big question is this. Uh, if for tomorrow we flipped, you know, and it can't be done in an instant, and we grew and we lived off what we grow, could we feed the world? Yeah, absolutely. What we can't do is feed the world the way we're going. We, we cannot feed the world uh, by by farming animals to use animal foods. But we can feed millions, if not billions more people on a plant-based diet. Uh, the reason being that but the production of plant foods is significantly uses significantly fewer resources than the production of animal foods. 
So it is possible, but to get that transition is extremely difficult. And, you know, I, I've said this to you before. We look at a country like Ireland where we're regarded for our beef production. Uh, they look on us as being a country that produces uh, excellent meats across the board. And an economy dependent on that at the moment, a farming economy, especially which contributes into the larger uh, overall economy of the country. How do we, you know, shift that? you know, that it's still a major contributor in terms of employment, income, etc. Sure, and I appreciate the concerns that a lot of farmers have. But, Jerry, uh, this is a broken industry that is completely dependent on subsidies, animal agricultural subsidies. And very simply, when we stop subsidising animal agriculture and when we transition to plant agriculture, subsidise plant agriculture and give farmers the educational tools and the incentives that they need to grow food and to farm in environmentally friendly ways, it it will change overnight. Uh, You know, we we could certainly start by accurate reporting in the media. Um, the, The public need to know the link between animal agriculture and environmental destruction. They need to, they need accurate facts on the fact that a plant-based diet is, is, is nutritionally adequate and that this is something that everybody, everybody should be doing. There should be a tax on animal products. If they were too expensive, people just wouldn't buy them. And if people weren't buying them, if they weren't consuming them, farmers would stop producing them. So you'd see change very quick. And I know it feels impossible, but some other examples where Ireland really led the way, like we were the first country to ban smoking in public. We had great success with the Marriage Equality Act. We can do this. Mm. It's um, it's it's something, of course, that evokes strong debate. And you can understand where people, we have a big agricultural community in Louth and Mead and listening to us as well, they'll say, it's not possible to do this. We just can't do this. And uh, why should we make the change? You know, you've, you, you understand, they'll, they'll question, you said yourself a minute ago, you understand there's a questioning of this. But do you think where yeah. there's a will, there's a way? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we can do this. We, we're, we've de- we're decreasing the amount of fruit and vegetables we produce every year. And there are countries with fairly similar climates to us, and they're producing enormous amounts of fruit and vegetables. It, it, we, we can do this. And the thing is, we have to do this. You know, I often think uh, we, far, farmers think that vegans are their enemy, but we are the ones working. To, to to a future where their children will be employed in farming. If we continue with animal agriculture, it is so destructive that we won't have a planet left where you can grow food. If you can't grow food, you can't feed animals. We've come very close to having no no grain, no, no hay, no, no straw, several summers in Ireland. So it's, we, there will be, we'll be left within an environment we absolutely can't grow food if we continue the way we're doing. So the, those farmers' children will not be farming. Absolutely, they will not be farming unless it's, it's veganic agriculture and environmentally friendly ways of farming. That's a stark warning indeed. So for the uninitiated or uneducated like myself or whatever, you know, people throw a few things at you about the food itself. People say, well, look, it's not very tasty and, uh, you know, um, I won't get the vitamins that I need. I have to take supplements if I, if I go down this road. How do you answer those? 
Well, I will say that a lot, a lot of people are already eating vegan food and enjoying it. So it's a case of eating more, more, more of it. So, you know, if you've ever been very ill, Jerry, and you weren't able to eat for, you know, a couple of days, you're probably longing for something like beans on toast or mashed potato or a piece of toast. Mm. They're, all, they're all vegan foods. Uh, a vegan diet is very tasty. Let me tell you that none of us are suffering um, from lack of taste. Absolutely not. And a lot of the substitutes that have come on the market in recent years are winning awards. They're indistinguishable from animal products. And as you see, a lot of the um, ideas on nutrition is being uh, this, you know, the, the animal agriculture animal agricultural industry has a vested interest in veganism not becoming as successful as it is and as popular as it is. They don't, don't want people to be. So they're planting doubts about the nutritional adequacy of a plant-based diet. But if you look at the, some of the research that has been done in the last few years, one in eight Irish adults is deficient in B12. Now, you would think from reading the newspapers that there was never a vitamin B12 deficiency in anyone unless they're vegan. But one in eight Irish adults are not vegan, but there's a deficiency in one in eight Irish adults, and that increases as they get older. There's almost 15% of young people who are deficient in vitamin D. They're not all vegan. All, they're also... Um, the figures are about 70% of teenagers being deficient in calcium. These are not vegan children. Now, these are nutrients that are really important for our health. I mean, you couldn't overstress the importance of them. And very often it's not until the damage is done or you're older that you realise you you weren't eating enough of these nutrients. Uh, You weren't eating everything you should have. Mm. But it's very easy to get these... these, uh, micronutrients on a plant-based diet. If you, if, if your listeners are interested in going vegan, and I hope they are, just go to any decent meal planner. Yeah, go to the goveganworld.com webpage, the Vegan Society webpage, and you'll see the list of food that you need to eat every day. Uh, fruit and vegetables, whole grains, um, nuts and seeds, and fortified foods. So fortified plant milk, fortified uh, orange juice, fortified breakfast cereals, fortified margarine, um, products like yeast products, like nutritional yeast, taste like cheese, fortified with vitamin D and B12. And it's very easy to get everything you need. All all the world dietetics associations, including the Irish one, um, agree that you can get everything you need on a plant-based diet. Without supplements, Sandra? Without supplementation, yes. Yeah, you you can get it without supplements, but even if you a supplement is a very handy way, Jerry, to make sure that you have everything. Mm. Well, we we take them here, and, and, and we're careful about our diet, and we eat the fortified foods. But we're that little now, that much bit older than we were when you, <laughs> we first you. And we all um, going in the one direction, uh, as they say. The just just back to the B twelve, just to say something to you that I, I've just been informed. Like B twelve is a big test that doctors do. You know, when the bloods have been done as well on yes. people here yes. in the northeast, so they are 
are looking at it and they are concerned, you know what I mean, around that whole area too. But yeah, I, 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 could, I couldn't disagree with you. I've had other guests here me who are concerned about, you know, what is actually in the food rating today? What goodness are we getting from a lot of it? And, and you make the point yeah. uh, very well. Um, just, just to come back to the theme of the, uh, the day and the month ahead, I, I, I was reading about it, you know, that the theme is future normal, what we started off talking about, that in the future, uh, this becomes the norm. Yeah, and the thing is, Jerry, we have faced most of our forms of discrimination against people of uh, different sexual orientation, different belief systems, different religion, different races. The last one to be tackled is speciesism. We discriminate against other animals on the basis of their species membership, even though they share our capacity for feeling they value their lives as much as we do ours. So the future is if other animals are treated as our oral equals. We don't use them as resources. We don't breed them. We don't kill them. And we eat a plant diet. We wear clothes that are made from plants. And, it, you know, it's the, it's, it's the only sustainable way to live. It's the only, it's the only fair way to live. And it's very enjoyable. It's really, like we can get luxury cheese, uh, luxury uh, substitute meat, the equivalent of fillet steak, some of the, are the equivalent of fish, luxury chocolate. We're absolutely not lacking in anything. No, well, I, I know you go back years and you are a happy person of that disposition, I have to say, and always look well and always cheerfully. So uh, you're good on it. What about somebody with a sweet tooth? I didn't come to that one. You know, say someone who loves their chocolate or a nice piece of cake after dinner or a, a dessert, you know, w- w- after their meal. Is that covered off? Uh, absolutely, Jerry. I mean, there are vegan versions of everything that you ate before you were vegan. There are really good luxury chocolates. I'll drop you in a box the next time I'm passing. Um, <laughs> I wasn't know, looking, but anyway, I won't say no. <laughs> you know something? I often wish that all those products weren't on the market because you can get so many things now that you couldn't get when I first went vegan. Mm. It's all too easy to eat them. Um, but of course, home baking as well. It's very easy to bake without animal products. But yeah, sure, there's chocolate sweets, crisps, you know, our downfall in South, lots of crisps are vegan. You just make sure that they have no milk in them. Um, uh, lovely cakes, there are some lovely artisan bakeries, and it's really good to support those mm. people as well. Yeah, anything. Go on. Anything you can make non-vegan, you can make vegan and make it nicer. Absolutely. Before we finish up, I want to look focus on perhaps wins that you have or where progress has been made and a couple of areas spring to my mind. Animals being used as entertainment, there is certainly a, a sea change there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in general, you know, but the idea is that other animals are not objects for us to use. They value their own lives and it's wrong of us to use them in any way, including for entertainment. Uh, some of the huge wins that we had with our own campaign were in the in the dairy it, the dairy industry that we um, we you know our ad humane milk is, is a myth won our case in the UK where we found that dairy is inhumane regardless of method of production. We had another one where um, we we pointed out that animals used in research mm. it's torture to use other animals in research. And that was found to be an accurate term. 
so as well as that, I would say probably the biggest winner of all is that veganism is a household word now. People understand what it is and they understand it's something that we should all aspire to. Even if they're a little bit afraid, they can't do it themselves. But if they were to just get out there, give it a go, you'll find it's the, the theme of our campaign this year is it's World Vegan Day. Are you vegan yet? With hopefully to give people a message, you need to do this now. And the other ad is veganism is easy when you know why. Mm. So once you know the reasons why we should be vegan, um, and then you try to change your behaviour, you'll find that it's really very easy. And uh, the other one, I was going to the products being tested, as you said there. Um, brands, fashion brands, you know, Stella McCartney yeah. has, uh, you know, made the switch. Leather goods and products now being made from alternatives, just as stylish and becoming very popular. Yes, they are. They're beautiful. Actually, you can make leather out of pineapple even, you know. Uh, and there, there are, you know, some of the chain stores now have a, a range of, of footwear and clothing for vegans. Not but a lot of the stuff in, the, in those uh, chain stores was already vegan. You mm. know, ethical cotton and synthetics. So, yeah, absolutely. There's no need to use the skin or of another animal or, or the wool of another animal to make our clothes. Just before we go, Anne's been on to say, but you're having human beings been eating animals from time immemorial. Well, first of all, we haven't. We've only been eating animals for a very short time in our history when we moved north from the equator and began to hunt. So, 50,000 years ago. But to say we've been doing something for a long time isn't a justification. You know, we've been beating children for a long time. We've been discriminating against women for a long time. People have been raping other other adults and children for a long time. There are lots of things we've been doing for a long time, but the length of time we've been doing them doesn't make them right. That's uh, so true. And a final comment there from John. If the weather doesn't improve, there'll be a lot of farmers getting out of dairy and beef and starting to grow rice. And I don't think he's far off the mark there. The rain continues. That's for sure. We leave the final word to John there today. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, Sandra. GoVeganWorld.com for more information. Happy month of November. Thanks for joining me, Sandra. Thank you, Jerry. Lovely to speak to you. Take care of yourself. Bye bye. That is uh, Sandra Higgins there, a friend of ours through the years on Late Lunch. And she has an alternative view and she makes her points very strongly. And I know there's the uh, contrast to that as well. But by God, as I live longer in this world and I see what's happening with regard to many, many things, you do have to start to think that people perhaps who are looked as looked on as cranks at one stage, actually, you know, they may be right. I did mention Carlingford and I tell you what, I spent a good part of the morning talking to a lot of people up in Carlingford who've been affected uh, by the water and honestly it's heartbreaking and I, I have to say so many of them are so upset and annoyed, they're just not able. I invited them I offered them airtime here if they wanted to come on and, and talk to us, they'd be quite welcome to do. We're thinking of the people in Carlingford Riding School today, the Adventure Centre there the businesses in the centre of the village where the river came down and I I know some of them are just, you know, so, so upset. And we had it earlier on today, people talking to Michael, uh, Michael Reed on his show as well about the situation there. But uh, I feel for them. We feel for them here today. Like the water damage is just the worst that can happen. You see businesses 
and homes and stuff that just has to be all dumped out. It was the south of Ireland last week. It's in the northeast this week and more rain on the way and it not looking like it's going to let up either. Uh, the golf club, Green Ore Golf Club. Just check out the video of Green Ore Golf Club. Oh my word, to look at the golf club. And I've played it a few times myself. The Balamus Scanlon Hotel, which we all love and adore. Wonderful people down there, affected adversely by it as well. And no matter what we think, this is Ireland's climate change. You know, we don't have the hurricanes or the violent storms or stuff like that, typhoons coming in. But this is our climate change. It is happening. We've got to realise this. This is, you know, not good for the future because if this rain continues to fall, I don't know what's going to happen because the land is saturated. The rivers, lakes can't take anymore. That's why it's been pushed out into the areas where we live in. Well, it is a real, real live issue for us and won't be going away and will only get worse as the years go on. But the golf club in Greenore... There's only three holes not affected out of 18 on the course by the water. It's like a lake rather than a golf course when you look at it. It really, really is. As I said yesterday, if you're affected adversely, if you want to send us in videos or pictures or whatever, 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp gets us. So you can contact us, lmfm.ie. Let us know anything that's going on and we're glad to highlight it for you. After three, as I said, uh, yes, a green project and our top five countdown. We have a couple of messages there looking for the website of SAFE. We were talking to Patrice Matthews and Sandra Byrne, top of the show. It's safehelp.ie. That's SAFE in Castle Bellingham. Suicide awareness for everyone. Safehelp.ie is the website. The helpline numbers are there and loads of information. They have a terrific website. The voluntary, every euro goes to the cause and if you can support them in any way, as they mentioned earlier on, they'd be truly delighted. Or if you need help, if you're anybody out there listening today and you're worried about anything or worried about someone or yourself, give them a shout. Contact the helplines 24 hours a day. They promise they'll get back to you. Sometimes it's busy because already in the first year or so, they've dealt with thousands of calls. It just shows you, doesn't it? It does indeed. Anyway, it's time on Late Lunch for this. Five, four, three, two... One. Counting down the top five songs from this week of yesteryear. And today it's... The number three from this very week in the year 2000. And when I tell you this fella had a hit previous to this one with Living La Vida Loca, it was some song. It really was massive hit all around the world. Well, he followed up with another big one. I'm talking about Ricky Martin from Puerto Rico, of course. And this one comes from his sixth album. It's the lead single. And it's about a man wanting to hold onto a woman even though the lyrics might suggest something different. Anyway, it's the three from this week in 2000. Ricky Martin and She Bangs. Ricky Martin. Number three in our top five countdown from this week in the year 2000, which he bangs on late launch. La Vida Loca, that was the big one for Ricky, wasn't it? That was massive. That was a big hit. Number one in seven countries around the world, but in the UK, that was its highest spot this week in the year 2000. Number three in the charts. Ricky Martin, where is he now? What is he doing? God, you don't hear him at all now. He's probably doing the circuit and playing gigs, sold out audiences people love 
nostalgia and his music, etc. Anyway, there you go. That's him and he's our number three. Two tomorrow and the big number one coming your way round about this time on Late Lunch on Friday afternoon. Now, a little earlier on the show, we spoke to Sandra Higgins uh, about today being World Vegan Day and she gave us straightforward her views, which she always does. Darren McCullough, very famous farmer. Uh, I was up with him recently and we talked about uh, pumpkins, Halloween, all that type of thing. But while I was there, he... brought me along to a brand new green project that he's involved in. It's interesting and we're going to hear about it on Late Lunch next. Okay, Dara, so we've left the uh, lovely shop and we've moved away. Where are we here? What is this? Look at this. What shade of green is this? Yeah, this is a very unusual site in an Irish field. We're basically standing in a foliage orchard. So this is where we harvest foliage literally every other day for incorporating in our bouquets. And it's one of the reasons that we can keep the Irishness in what we're offering people. You know, most florists, uh, 4% of of the flowers that are sold in this country are actually Irish. In our flower shop, at least half of all the produce we sell year-round is Irish. And at lots of times of the year, it's way higher than that. One of the things that we can incorporate and we can do better in this country than any other country in the world is grow foliage. And one of the foliages that we really specialise in and people go nuts for is eucalyptus. And this is a native of um, Australia and New Zealand, but it grows really, really well in an Irish climate. And when people think of eucalyptus, they might think of that tree that grows in the garden that everyone forgot about and then became a flipping colossus (laughs) and is shedding that barky leaf all over the place and it's a bit dirty and ends up getting butchered and cut out of it because it got out of control. With us we grow these eucalyptus trees. We don't actually let them grow any higher than about our hip. And the reason is that what happens is we cut it back to about hip height every year and it just puts out masses of branches um, that are the perfect length for incorporating into a bouquet. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to whip off a branch here. Okay, so there's a a branch, perfect example. It's about 50, 60 centimetres long. Get a little sniff of that, Jerry. Oh my, oh my, can so you good. smell it? Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, it's, you know, eucalyptus candles. People, you know, go and buy them in the shops all the time. And we will uh, just strip those leaves off. And that is a lovely filler, a lovely scented filler, a lovely local Irish scented filler in any bouquet. And it's got those lovely silvery, what's called kind of... Um, uh, blue silver coin leaves, shaped leaves. But there's different varieties. Come on over here with me. Actually, a couple of thousand plants in the field here and uh, many different varieties of eucalyptus. So you'll have ones with these bluey silver round shaped leaves. You've got other ones here that have these wonderful uh, red tinted stems and, uh, you know, a kind of a narrow, longer shaped leaf. Still a gorgeous smell. Smell that. Oh, yes. Slightly different. Oh, yes. Slightly. But still gorgeous. Different leaf. Completely different. Yeah, completely different colour, different shape. And this is the variety that we try and incorporate in the bouquets. So uh, you've got things called Glaucessens is one species, another one, Periniana, uh, Pulverurenta. I can barely pronounce them. If I say them You're fast doing well. enough, I can kind of gloss You're over them, well. yeah. And then I'm going to take you over to the far side of the field here where we have totally different species but another really important source of foliage it's basically a cypress a cupris and um, it's one called uh, goldcrest you'll find it in every single garden center in the country and uh, you know you'll find it in a lot of graveyards and you'd be kind of going 
that's not going to look good in a bouquet but actually when you start stripping it back strip the side branches off it and again gorgeous oh. gorgeous smell off a Beautiful. real pine fresh. and you get that when you display your flowers in your home yeah and this last phrase look at the the pop the kind of lime green color in that again a wonderful filler in a bouquet and we can cut it the beautiful thing about this is this is great right through the winter we'll be hacking away at this going bananas at it over the christmas yeah because we sell a lot of stuff around christmas time um and we can you can see a tree just at the end there i've literally butchered it down to about <laughs> knee height yeah. and you can oh the poor tree it'll be fine it'll be fine it'll grow right back up to head height over the next 12 months and we'll be able to come back here again and cut away again and that's like so this is a project that you know i'm hoping will see me out see me over the next 25 years of my farming career that we can come in here every year obviously we have to come in here and feed it and fertilize it we've got my pecs down the ground to try and keep the weeds down you know people be kind of looking at it and going oh darry you know why are you using so much plastic in your your fields well yes but the alternative is that we have to come in here with sprays and herbicides to try and keep the weeds down. So we don't want the weeds competing with the plants too much. And this is a kind of a mulch that we basically use. So, you know, I often say to farmers, farmers would be saying, oh, you know, farming is, there's no future in farming and all the rest of it. But I think we've got to think outside the box. This is farming, yeah? But it's farming that we don't really talk about in Ireland. People don't think about it too much. I mean, one of the downsides is that it's very labour-intensive, yeah? I think we should be slow at turning our backs entirely on labour-intensive uh, businesses. If everything becomes automated and everything becomes mechanised, what jobs is there out there There'll for There'll be people? none. There'll yeah. be none. You make the point very well. But the sustainability here, as you mentioned, 25 years and even beyond that time as well, it's fascinating to see this. And another aspect, as you say, you're so innovative, I have to say. You really, really are. It's truly wonderful. And good luck to you with all you do in the future. And we will be back at Elm Grove, I promise you. There's always a welcome for you, Jerry. You and all the locals, they've been a great support to us since we've opened the new shop and we're just thrilled with how it's going. And look at, fingers crossed, here we are, we've made our bed. We have to line it now. <laughs> you certainly have. Darren McCullough, thanks a million. Thanks, Jerry. I love that saying, made the bed and have to line it. And <laughs> my mother used to drum that into us. You make a bed, you got to line it. That was one of our famous sayings indeed. Anyway, well done to Dara. Another aspect of farming that is quite different and uh, is the future. That's it on Late Lunch this afternoon. Eddie Caffrey's on his way with The Drive. Stay with us here on LMFM. Big thank you to Eamon Doyle and Brian Farley who looked after me this, an- at this afternoon. Thanks, lads. I'll be back tomorrow with your Thursday Late Lunch from 1.30 and another fantastic lineup. Have a lovely evening. Take care with Storm, Kieran. We'll see you tomorrow afternoon, but leave you in the company of Mr. Lewis Capaldi. I love this one. I miss knowing what you're thinking And hearing how your day's been Do you think you can tell me everything, darling? But leave out every part about him Right now you're probably by the ocean while I'm still out here in the rain With every day that passes by since we spoke Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.